Good afternoon, guys. Happy Saturday.、Um, it's not really Saturday today. I'm recording this on Thursday, but I'm gonna post it on Saturday. So, anyway, happy Thursday, happy Saturday. Whatever day you're listening to this podcast, happy day to you. This is Bernice. I hope that you are having a fabulous day because you are fabulous. Yes, you are a fabulous woman. You are a fabulous man. The word of God says that. You are fearfully and wonderfully made, and so you are fabulous. So, I hope that you are blessed by our I Am a Warrior、um, episodes, podcast that we did. I hope you were blessed by it as much as I was. I learned some things about it. You know, I, I had to really sit down and, and look at some things, and as I was writing things down, the Lord was talking to me about what about my own life personally. And so I was like, whoa. Okay, so I, anyway, I hope you were blessed. So, this series is on prayer. The Lord wanted me to do prayer. He told me about it in February. In February, He, he told me to do prayer、um, after I do the I Am a Warrior. So, we're going to be talking about prayer. And this is just the, you know, the first episode of it. And we're going to be talking from Isaiah 38 1 2,、um, 1 to 5. And I want you guys to look at, at some key information from there. I know it's a very short passage, but there is something so profound that God showed me today that is just amazing. So get your books, your Bibles, your pens, and your pens, and your pencil and your pens, <laughs> and get ready to learn about prayer, what the fervent prayer does. You know, that a prayer. Is changes things, it's not always you know after, after the issue that you pray that does something, but it's also before something happens that when you pray, you set the tone, you really just set the tone for whatever it is that is to come will not even have an effect, and that is what, why the Lord's Prayer is so important to pray every morning, you know. And, and, and even in the Lord's Prayer, it says. Lead me not into temptation, you know, deliver me from evil, and that means that even before I come into temptation, just don't lead me into it, Lord. And I love that that Jesus taught us the Lord's Prayer. So, you know, get ready for、um, the episode today. We're going to be talking about prayer.
I hope that you enjoy the song. Um, this song is by Elevation Worship. I have played it so many times. It's called Grateful. And I like this song. I feel like I want to make this song the, um, the intro to every podcast. You know, the song is basically saying, whatever comes, I will not complain. This is the day that you've made. You know, the, even the title of the song says Grateful. You know, in amidst everything that is happening in your life right now, I want you to choose to be grateful, you know? Don't look at what is happening. Just be grateful. The Bible says that, you know, in good times, be grateful. In bad times, be grateful. In every season, give God praise. Give God glory. Give God thanks. So whatever it is, just give Him thanks. I know it's hard sometimes, you know, when you're going through very horrible seasons in your life. But I remember my most horrible season was like 2019. I would always intentionally, intentionally look up to the Lord and tell him, God, I trust you. Even though I was basically struggling hard, I was basically going through my wilderness season, you know, and God allowed that to really train me and cause me to grow deeper in him and to really like get into another level of anointing, you know, and the wilderness season is the crushing season where you know, before you get an anointing oil, before you, we get those anointing oil that we get, the olive has to be crushed. And so in your crushing season, maybe you might be in your crushing season right now and you're being crushed every side. But guess what? The anointing is increasing and we know that the anointing is, the, is what breaks the yoke. And so embrace it. Embrace it. I know how, how did I embrace my 2019, you know, crushing season? I had to look up intentionally every single day and tell the Lord, I trust you. I don't know what you're doing, but I trust you. I'm going to be grateful. So I hope that you find a way to just look up to the Lord right now and tell him, Lord, I don't understand what's happening. I don't know from A to B. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what's going on. Things are just going great, crazy. Maybe that's, what you're ha- that's what's happening in your life right now. But I want you to just take a pause. And just look up to the Lord and just tell him, God, Jehovah, I trust you. Maybe your life is going great like mine. You know, maybe you're in your, in your great season and things are going great. I think that everybody has something in their life that they are still hoping for the Lord to work on. So even if your life is going great, you know, there's still something that you're hoping for the Lord to turn around. So I just want all of us just take a moment. Just a sailor moment and just look at the, look up to heaven and just tell the Lord, Jehovah, I trust you. So let let let's just do that right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a pause. I hope you were able to tell the Lord verbally that you trust him. You know, when when we show the Lord that we trust him, all the cares that we have, we just laid at the feet of Jesus, you know. Sometimes when the enemy comes with all these anxious thoughts and all these things, just look up and tell the Lord, I trust you. That really shuts the mouth of the enemy down because you're focusing on the Lord instead of what the enemy is saying or instead of what it is that you're thinking about or worrying about. So every time, I I want you guys this week, you know, throughout the whole week, just take that time. Whenever you find yourself worrying, I want you to just look up and say, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. When you are in traffic, Lord, I trust you that I'm going to get to work on time. When your kids are acting crazy, Lord, I trust you that you're working on, on their behalf, that you're training them, that you're equipping them, that you're, you're going to convict them where they need conviction. 
you know, when your ministry, things are happening in your ministry, you look, you look up to the Lord. Lord, I trust you because you gave me this ministry. I didn't just get it myself up and do this. You gave it to me. So I trust that you will make it all set together and things will fall into place. You know, maybe your husband and, and you and your husband are having issues as a wife, you know. And you, you, you tell the Lord, Lord, I trust you because I know that we made a covenant before you. And so you're going to help us gain wisdom in how to interact with each other and how to help each other and live as husband and wife. You know, so whatever it is, just look up to heaven and tell the Lord, I trust you, Lord. So I hope that you were blessed today uh, so far as we we're talking. Um, continue to tell the Lord that you trust him in all seasons. So today we're talking about... Um, prayer our first uh intro to the prayer series and today i i was reading the word of god i'm 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 basically in the book of isaiah and isaiah is such a, a profound prophet i've not really like studied in depth about isaiah the lord had me in you know the Lord basically has me right now in the book of the prophets, basically, the prophets of, of the Bible. So I'm looking at d- different prophets that he tells me to look at. And one of it is Isaiah. And so I'm just like trying to like wrap my, my mind around, you know, how the prophet Isaiah is. Because I believe that when God tells you to to, to study the, the word of God and, and a specific person in the word of God, he's trying to teach you something about that person. You know, maybe what that person did that you yourself can can learn from you know especially if you're a prophet or an apostle you know god will open you the books of acts to you or even the the, the prophets that were you know in, in the word of god you know from jeremiah to daniel to isaiah you know to um all the different prophets that that is in the word of god you will go in depth to learn about them you know um and god will you know open your eyes jonah you know, um, Ezekiel, Joel, you will learn about them. And so I, as I was reading today, uh, Isaiah 38, I was like, whoa, this fits so well with what we're going to be talking about next about prayer. You know, prayer is such a tool. It is an amazing tool. It's a, it is so beautiful. You know, I, I have never met a very anointed prophet or man of God or woman of God that is not prayerful you know because prophets are birthed in prayer I don't know any any prophet that was not birthed out of intercession a lot I really believe majority of people who are prophets now and have uh, have accepted the call of God on their lives were prayer warriors for a long time and are still our prayer warriors, intercessors. You know, prophets are born out of prayer and also out of worship. When I say born out, I mean they are uh, they, they are brought out. You know, prophets are already born. You're born a prophet. You, you, you then become to realize that you are a prophet later on. You know, when, you, when the Lord thinks that you're ready to be, a, you know, to know that you're a prophet, he will show you, he will, he will birth you out through prayer or through worship the majority of time it's prayer you know intercession where you know you wake up in all times of the day 3 a.m how many of us have woken up at 3 (laughs) 30 you know 2 a.m 12 odd times of the day you are work and you feel like you need to go to the bathroom and pray or close your your door and intercede 
listen prayer is such a key so you know as a prophet and you don't pray i don't know i just it just doesn't really sit well with me you know because prayer is communication between us and the lord and so if you don't communicate with the lord on a daily basis then what are you communicating to you know but anyway it's not just prophets and apostles that pray you know but as a as a woman of god as a man of god as a daughter of the lord as a son of god we are to pray right we are to pray continuously right the bible says pray without ceasing you pray continuously that's one of the things that the that jesus taught the disciples is the lord's prayer it's such a short prayer and i learned this prayer like a long time ago when i was little I memorized it, you know, and it's so profound. Like each step of that prayer has such a profound revelation. You know, I wanted to start with the Lord's prayer, but God is like leading me to start with this specific prayer that Hezekiah prayed. And I believe it might be a rhema word for somebody, you know. Um, so let's look at it. Let's look at it. Isaiah 38. 1 to 5. It says, In those days, Hezekiah was sick and near death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, went to him and said to him, Says the Lord, Set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Then Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall and prayed to the Lord and said, Remember now, O Lord, I pray. How I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah, Hezekiah wept bitterly and the, and the word of the Lord came to Isaiah saying, Go and tell Hezekiah, thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your fears. I have seen your tears, excuse me. Surely I will add to your days 15 years. That is amazing prayer that he prayed. So right now I want us to go to go into prayer. And then I'm going to play a song. And then after the song we are going to go into the meaning, the revelation that is set here. We see that Hezekiah got a bad, well not so, not a bad um, prophetic word. But that's like a very intense prophetic word that he got from isaiah the prophet and we're going to look at what you know hezekiah did and we're going to learn from that today and so lord i thank you for this time of just being um, able to open the word of god to open isaiah up and just really look at what you are showing here to both um isaiah the prophet and also hezekiah I know that, Lord, there's a revelation here and there is a even a life lesson that we, we can grasp from and even use it for our own lives. Because your word says that we are to be doers of your word and not just hearers only. So I pray right now and I, I, I submit this moment and this time to you. The Lord, you will send ministering angels to us. God, everyone that is listening at the sound of my voice, that the ministering angels of heaven will come upon their, their, their presence, Father, and minister to them. That they will have an ear to hear your word, God, and a heart to receive your word. And a mind that can comprehend what it is that you're showing and, sh- and sharing with me today. And with them as well. Even the things that I don't say, God, I pray that, Lord, you will speak it into their heart and into their minds. 
And so, Father, I come against every assignment of the enemy. I cancel it. I sever it with the blood of Jesus Christ. And I apply the blood of Jesus over this time. And I seal it with the blood of Jesus. And Jesus, and I ask you, Lord, for your com- for your conversation to be open, God. And that what you want to say, my ear is open to you, God. That what you want to say, I will hear you, Father. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, to please have your way in this time. I decrease myself that you will increase less of me and more of you, Holy Spirit. Fill us, Holy Spirit, as we come and open the books and learn about this prayer that Hezekiah prayed. And this word that Isaiah gave to Hezekiah, that Lord, you will open our minds to know what it is that we need to do when we are in the position of Hezekiah. So I thank you, God, and I bless your holy name, and I bless everyone that is listening at this podcast. In the name of Jesus Christ, we do pray. Amen.
So welcome back, guys. Welcome back. I hope that Grateful by Elevation Worship and Yahweh by All Nations Music really blessed you as much as it has blessed me. So um, before we went on the music break, we were talking about Isaiah uh, 38. I read Isaiah 38, 1 to 5. And so I'm just going to take it one by uh, verse by verse. So it says, in those days, Hezekiah was sick and near death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, went to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Now, this is a, a very intense, a very intense word, you know, that um, Isaiah brought to Hezekiah. Hezekiah was sick and near death, you know, and Everybody who's had COVID-19 or even a near-death experience, maybe you've had cancer or something very horrible, you know, and you're like near death, you're sick, you're in your bed. You want to have a prophet come and tell you, you shall live and not die, right? And declare the works of the Lord, as it says in Psalms 118.17, right? But here comes Isaiah the prophet with this word to Hezekiah. And he says, Thus says the Lord, set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. I mean, think about it. I, I believe that, you know, Isaiah was probably, it, it was probably a hard, a hard word for him to get. You know, a lot of people think, oh, just because you're a prophet, you know, and you hear God say to tell 
basically to be a uh, you know a Jonah and go to Nineveh, you know, and go tell them what they're doing wrong, you know. But you don't want to go to Nineveh. You want to go somewhere else because that word is too big for you. You know, I mean, in the case of Jonah, he had a a whole total um, you know reason why he didn't want to go. But as a you know as a prophet, not every word prophets want to go and tell people. You know. God has given me some harsh words to tell people. And sometimes I have to really pray and be like, Lord, you know, find wisdom in how to deliver it. Because it's not always about what you say. You know, I mean, it's still going to be what the Lord says, right? It's still going to be, says the Lord. But you have to be able to deliver it in a way that it will be eatable for the person. Basically, the person can eat the word of God and accept it and 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 change their ways if they need to change their ways if they're being you know warned if if it's a word a word of warning you know or or a word of correction you know not every prophet gives you know words of prophets or you know harvest you know or uh words of you know elevation and and words of prosperity you know the lord chooses what type of word you're gonna give you don't wake up and come up with the word. So sometimes it's very hard. So I can really identify with Isaiah in this time. You know, the Bible didn't say, you know, Isaiah was like probably in his tent praying to the Lord. Oh God, this man is sick in his bed and he's about to die. And you want me to go and tell him, set your house in order for you shall die and not live. Basically tell him you're about to be cut. You know, you're about to die. I really think that was a harsh word for Isaiah to go and tell, you know, Hezekiah. I think, you know, it's not always a a easy word to tell people, you know, when when God is telling you, prepare that, that, that person. You know, there have been times where for me personally, God has told me, you know, when somebody come to me and, and tell me, hey, I want you to pray for my father or I want you to pray for this person. And as I'm praying, the Lord will show me, yeah, their time is up. They're they're going to be taken to heaven or, you know, they're going to die. Uh, And I don't, honestly, it has happened twice this year that God God has told me they're going to die. And I did not tell the person. I did did not have it in me to tell the person. And now that I'm, I'm, I'm like talking about this i'm i'm understanding why the lord led me to isaiah 38 why i'm even reading the book of isaiah to begin with you know today i i'm i'm you know i i was reading isaiah 38 and i got this prayer revelation i was like whoa this is so profound you know i did not tell them i did not tell them after you know their their uh, family members died of course i was praying for them but i did not tell them because i i don't really think that i was supposed to tell them because they were in such a way in such a season you know that i i just did not feel that it was time for me to tell them yet and so i was praying about it like trying to find a way to tell them and over the over the course of the time the person you know the two people in their lives in those two separate people they died you know and so after they died, I was like, oh, no, you know, I should have told them I should have prepared them. But the Lord told me your prayers was preparing them because you were praying for their heart. You're praying for the family. So it was preparing them, you, you know. And so I can really identify with like Isaiah right now. I can really say, oh, my goodness, for Isaiah to go and tell, you know, Hezekiah to his face, like, hey, uh, says the Lord, your, 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 your hour has basically come. So, yeah, you know. 
I think it was probably a very hard thing for him to say. I mean, I don't know, you know, for you personally, what is something that God has told you? Maybe you're, you're an apostle that's listening or you're a prophet that's listening. Or maybe you're just a you know, child of God that's listening, that God spoke to you, you know, because the Bible says that we all can prophesy, right? And so maybe God told you something to tell somebody and you're like, oh my goodness, this word is very heavy in my mouth. How am I going to release this word? How shall I even go about it? Should I say this first or that first, you know? So, you know, Isaiah was very... Um, very bold in being able to tell, you know, uh, Hezekiah, set your house in order for you shall die and not live. And, you know, taking it from Hezekiah's point of view, I mean, think about it. Hezekiah was in bed, probably, you know, in, uh, he was sick, uh, you know, near death. And here comes Isaiah. He probably saw Isaiah. He's probably like, oh, finally. Yes, Lord. Isaiah is going to tell me something profound. Yes, I'm going to live. And then Isaiah opened his mouth and he says, set your house in order for you shall die and not live. You know, as maybe as a person in Isaiah's position, I mean, in Hezekiah's position, you'll be like, um, Isaiah, do you know about Psalms 118, um, 17? Have you, have you looked at that? Because... I'm going to declare this over my life because I don't know, you know. I And I, I really think that, you know, what God says is, of course, what goes, you know. But in your heart, you're probably like, no, I shall live and not die. I, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. But this is what God said. And so Hezekiah had to, like, really embrace it and say, okay, Lord, I mean, you don't want to hear that when you're on your sickbed. Come on now, you know, like, let's say you are, you are in, you know, um, on your sickbed and you are, um, you know, you have COVID or you have something that's just near death experience. And here comes a prophet and you're hoping, oh, wow, there's a prophet in the house. Okay, great. They're going to say a word that's going to elevate, you know, this, this sickness off of me and remove it. And I'm going to get a good message, basically a prosperity message. And no, you, you get a, a, a message of warning here. Set your house in order for you shall die and not live. But we see that right after that, what did Hezekiah do? Then Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall and prayed to the Lord. Hezekiah didn't tell anything to, you know, Isaiah. We don't see here Hezekiah telling Isaiah, no, I shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. You know, I, I said that, you know, that part because majority of us, when we hear a message, we want to attack the prophet. Like the prophet is the one that is telling us. But no, God is telling the prophet to tell us. And so the prophet is just a messenger. You know, one person will, will, will look at the prophet and tell the prophet what they feel in their heart. But then the other person who's basically Hezekiah then say, you know what? My problem is not with the, with the prophet. The prophet is just a messenger. I'm going to turn to the Lord that brought the prophet to me to tell me the message. And so many of us, when we hear a prophetic word or hear a message, we have to go back to the Lord. You know, we have to go to the Lord. You can't be fighting you know, a prophet for a message that they came to warn you or correct you on, go back to the Lord. And so we see here, Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall and prayed to the Lord. He prayed. That was his first action to pray. 
you know, during his prayer, he, he, he wept bitterly, but he didn't, he didn't start weeping, you know, and start saying all type of things out of his heart, you know, or his mouth, or even quoting, you know, Psalms one eighteen seventeen. He didn't, he didn't say any of that. He turned to the Lord and he prayed. That was the first thing that he prayed. Many of us, we run to the phone to talk to people about what's happening instead of to the throne, to the throne of grace. We are to run to Jesus, run to the Lord. Pray to the Lord. Turn your face to the wall and pray to the Lord. And that's what Hezekiah did. He, he heard a message from the Lord through the prophet Isaiah. And I would say that he, he didn't like that message, right? Nobody would like that message. And so what did he do? He prayed about that message. And so we see here three. It says, and, and said. He prayed. He says, then Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall and prayed to the Lord and, and said, Remember now, O Lord, I pray, how I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart. I want to pause right here. Hezekiah didn't say, didn't talk about, you know, Isaiah the prophet to the Lord. He, he, he didn't complain to the Lord about the prophet that, that, that he sent, you know. And I, I feel like this is a, a, something for somebody to, to hear as well. You know, I see a lot of people trying to report to the Lord about this prophet and that prophet. Look at that, what that prophet came and told me, you know, that prophet. No. Hezekiah did not say, oh, you know, Isaiah came over here with this message, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. He went straight to tell the Lord, remember my relationship with you, basically. Lord, how I have walked before you in truth and in loyal heart and with a loyal heart. He reminded the Lord, Remember how I am as your child. Remember how I've walked in your truth. Remember how I have, I have a loyal heart. You know, because the, the word of God says that man sees the outer appearance, but God sees the heart, right? Because remember when um, Samuel went to Jesse's house to basically anoint one of his sons. He almost anointed the wrong person, the wrong son, because he was looking at him. He's like, oh, yes, definitely you are the king. You are the one. Definitely the the oil is going to flow from you. He was looking at the appearance of that son. But God said, no, I have I, I, I have rejected him. No, he says, you look at the heart. I mean, you look at the, the outer appearance, but I look at the heart. And so we see here that Hezekiah is letting the Lord know what he looks at. He, he's reminding the Lord what he focuses on. Because man sees the outer appearance, but the Lord sees the heart. He says, Lord, I have walked in truth, you know, and, in, in, and with a loyal heart. Remember me. Remember now. Let's continue. It says, and have done what is good in your sight. And this reminds me so much of what the Bible, the Bible says that, you know, we are to walk in righteousness. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Right? Seek ye first the kingdom of, kingdom of God and his righteousness. Okay? So we see here that he has seeked the Lord in walking in truth and in with a loyal heart. And his righteousness, which is what? He has done good works in the, in the sight of the, the Lord. He has done what is good in the sight of the Lord, which is his righteousness. Many of us want to seek the Lord, but we don't, we don't want to walk in righteousness. And he's letting, you know, Matthew, in Matthew, that's what it says, right? And, and, we, and he's, you know, we are seeing this right now. As it says in Matthew 6, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things will be added unto you. We're letting, you know, Hezekiah is letting um, God know. 
Lord, not only have I, you know, walked before you in truth, but I also have had a loyal heart and I've done what is good in your sight. Can can many of us go to the Lord and really tell the Lord, you know, with how our lives are? You know, um, in the word of God, it says that our our righteousness is as filthy, is as a filthy rug before the Lord. But there is something that you can tell the Lord, the Lord about, like, Lord, I have walked with you for all these years. You know, I've done good. Even when people were mean to me, I was kind. Can you remind the Lord the good things, the ways that you walked in the fruit of, in the fruit of the spirit? Can you remind the Lord the things that you did as a, as a, as a son of God, as a, as a daughter of the Lord, just as Hezekiah did here? Or are we just living for the world and living in the world? I think that many of us should be able to have a prayer like this. That we can look to the Lord and say, Lord, I have been blameless before you. Who, Jesus. You know, Abraham was blameless before the Lord. He was a friend of God. Can we say that we've been blameless before the Lord? Yes, Abraham had his own things. You know, he was... But, you know, Abraham and Sarai had a Hagar situation, right? They, they also fell short of the glory of God. They, they tried to put their hands on what they were hoping that the Lord was going to do. But they were like, um, God is taking too long. Abraham had his own limitations in a way. You know, his human lacking abilities that we all do. I have my human lacking abilities. You have yours as well. But still, he was a friend of God because there's certain seasons in his life that he was really living for the Lord. When God said, leave your father and mother's house and go to a land, I'll show you. He did exactly that. So can we can we backtrack and tell the Lord, remember, Lord, remember now, you know, in our prayer, we can we say to the Lord, Lord, remember. And I think that this is a profound thing that Hezekiah did because he was in a situation where he only thing that he could show was his righteousness. Because he had not, he had, he had no rich, like he had nothing to give to the Lord. Because God is not a God that, that you can buy. You know, you you can't buy the Lord. Like you can't buy his his goodness. You can't, you know, you can't do things to to earn his love or earn things. But you can remind him. And this is what he he did. He reminded the Lord. It says. Um, it says uh, three, and he and and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly; he cried. See, he let his heart out, and this was what a short prayer. He didn't go in a long prayer. He just let his heart out. And that's the thing about prayer: you gotta be authentic. Sometimes, you know, I'll tell the Lord, like God, I don't really like this, and it it, it, it takes. It took me a while to be able to, you know. Um, comfortably tell the Lord I didn't like something you know because he knows you don't like it he, he sees your heart right he sees your heart so even if you go and tell the Lord yes Lord let your will be done let your kingdom come but you know you don't want him you you don't want that right you know you don't want that you you know you're still struggling with what he's telling you to do 
until you finally get to that point and say, you know what? Yes, Lord, let your will be done. Let your kingdom come. Before, before, before that realization and that acceptance happen, you're going to have times where you're going to be transparent to the Lord. I don't know. Just like Jesus was, right? Jesus was transparent in the garden of Gethsemane. He was telling the Lord, look, Lord, let this cup pass me by. If it's your will, let this cup pass me by. Many of us have to t- be, be, be very authentic before the Lord and tell the Lord, let this cup pass me by. But then at the end, we say, you know, if it's not your, if it's not, if it's your will, let, let it happen. Right? But God wants God want to hear the authenticness in our voice, in our heart. Even when we don't like it, He wants to hear it. Because that's the place that we can be ourselves. If you cannot be your complete self before the Lord, then what's the point, you know? Have moments where we can say, Lord, I have really lived for you. I have, you know, been righteous before you. I have um, done this. I have, you know, and it's not by works. Yes, we, we don't, we don't, this salvation is not by works. We don't, we don't, you know, we don't live with, with works. You know, we don't, we don't live this life by works it's not by what you can do to save your life because it's already done you know it's already done salvation is already bought you know salvation is already bought right so the lord wants us to come to him being our complete selves you know it's not about religiosity it's about relationship because when you have a relationship with somebody you are you are you are like yourself i mean think about it this way you know, as women, we have girlfriends that we can let ourselves be ourselves. Be- basically, we can be like, listen, let me tell you what happened. We will be clapping, rolling our necks, you know, saying all kinds of things because we are comfortable with that, with that friend. Knowing that that friend is not going to go around telling everybody what we said, but that friend is going to correct us. You know, with, with that friend, they will tell us if we are in the wrong, right? With that friend, they will tell us if we are, if we are in the right. But we can be our complete self in how we tell the story to the friend. You know, if we're going to be popping our heads and telling the friend what happened, we're going to be rolling our eyes, all the, you know, dramatic things that we do toward the friend, the friend is going to listen and just sit there and listen, right? And if it's a godly friend, they're going to tell you, okay, all right, so the Holy Spirit is telling me that this, this, that, and this is what you needed to do. You, you were wrong in this, and maybe you were right in that, but I'm just your friend. I'm, I'm letting you know because I love you. This is what you got to do. You know, let us pray about this. That is the same way with the Lord. He wants you to come and pop your neck and do whatever you do to him. The majority majority of us we are like, you know, Hezekiah, we weep bitterly before him just as Jesus did in the garden of Gethsemane. You know, I have many times I've been to the Lord and I'm like instead of going off on somebody, I go to my 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 prayer closet and I'll be like, "Lord, you know, if I take matters into my own hands, it's not going to look pretty." No, 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 no. So I just want you to intervene right now. Just just calm my heart. Before before I was, you know, the person I am now that the work that the Lord has worked on, I will I will I will clap back to whoever was trying to attack me. But now I turn the other cheek. Yep. It before it was not it was not something easy for me to turn the other cheek at all. I wanted to tell you how I felt without thinking about it. 
No, I was not cursing, but I, I used proper English. I was not using curse words, but I will tell you about yourself. And I think, you know, in some way I was using my prophetic gift gift to <laughs> to help me out a little bit. But that was not a good thing. And at that time I was not a I was not a prophet at all. At that time I, I, I didn't even know about prophets, you know. So when I step into this, God started to like prune some things off of me. And so now, you know. It's easier for me to turn the other cheek because that's the best thing. Because just as just as Hezekiah, I turned to the wall and I prayed to the Lord. I turned to the wall and I prayed to the Lord. You know? So are you being authentic before the Lord when you pray? It's not about, you know, prayer is not about like using big words and, you know, um, using all these dramatic things. No. Prayer is being you. You know, maybe you is praying in tongues. Maybe you is praying in English. Maybe you is, is you know, pacing up and down. Now, in my life now, when I pray, people are like, whoa, you are very, like, intense with prayer. Because I wasn't like that before. I had to grow into it. There's levels in prayer. You know, people don't know this, but there's levels in prayer. When you get to another level in prayer... That is when it's like you become a friend of God. I don't know how I don't know how else to explain it. You know, you get to that level that you don't even have to like say a lot. Sometimes the, another level in prayer is like just your heart, just speaking, just praying in your heart. God hears it. You know, there's times where I'm speaking in tongues. You know, go, doing the most. People will say, you know, I'm doing the most. But to me, that's how I'm, I'm, I'm praying to the Lord. That is how I am, you know, and I'm being me in front of the Lord at that time. And there are times where I'm just, I just have a few words, you know. And so prayer is not something that's like, oh, I'm just going to pray like this all the time. Prayer is flowing with the Holy Spirit. And in this, in this passage, we see that Hezekiah was praying how he needed to pray at that time. Prayer is praying how you need to pray at that time, at that specific time. Because there are different reasons why you pray. And sometimes, especially when you, you move away from making a list before you start to pray, because there are people who make lists. I remember before I started to pray, um, you know, I was taught to, to write list, a list down. Like, okay, first Right, that you know you're gonna pray pray for forgiveness, and then pray for thanksgiving, and then pray for you know for for this, and pray for your soul, and cover your body, and this this. There was a list, you know, but once you get in depth in prayer, the list is the Holy Spirit. There are times where God will raise me up at three three a.m., and I know many of you, you know, you experience that too. Where you, you get out of bed and you don't know why you're, you're, you're being called to pray. But the moment you step up and into the time or the place that you're supposed to pray, you will get that revelation. The Holy Spirit will start to talk to you. And you will know what even give you visions, you know. And, and you start to hear the, the Lord and even like see Bible verses and see visions that the Lord is showing you. And even like God will put a, a song in your heart. And then you start to play that song or sing that song. So prayer is not always the same, especially when you're an intercessor. 
it goes how the Holy Spirit leads you. It, you flow with the Holy Spirit, you know. And that's how you know what words to say after what. It's because you're, you're listening and you're praying. You're, you're listening and you're saying. And also, you know, when it comes to, like, certain things, like, personally, you're also, like, listening to your, your body, like, how you, your, your body is. I remember one time I went before the Lord, and there was something that, I, that was grieving me, you know. And I, I would say, like, I was in a, a Hezekiah moment, right. And there was something that was grieving internally. But I went to the Lord, and I, w- I was basically, like, pretending that that thing was not you know, bothering me. And so I was praying in tongues, you know, pacing up and down, basically doing my dramatic things that I was doing. And the Lord was just like listening and he was just looking at me like, I'm just waiting for her to finish this because I feel like she's not really saying what she wants to really say to me. You know, of course I was praying things that are, that were Holy Spirit inspired, but I wasn't praying for myself to, you know, personally what I was going through. And so it got to a point where, where the Holy Spirit was like, I need, I need you to pray for yourself. And I, I started to pray for myself. And I broke down. I was weeping bitterly, bitterly like how Hezekiah was weeping. You know, and I, I, then that, that's when I heard the Lord say, yes. I was like, Lord, I'm just going to embrace your love right now. And he's like, yes. You know, yes, exactly. So I got to that point, and when I was I was there, um, my window was open, and literally the light from outside came so heavy in my room that it brightened up my room. That was the Lord saying, "I was waiting for you to just go to that point of prayer where you're going to be like raw in front of me about what's going on in, internally, you know." And so that's what we see here, Hezekiah doing. He was being raw before the Lord because this is this is his life. He's like the Lord is saying, "Prepare yourself, you're about to die." And so and so he wept. If Jesus wept, you can weep too. Okay, Hezekiah. I know you know people are like, "Oh, men should not cry." No, it's okay to cry in worship. It's okay to cry in prayer. Where else are you gonna cry, right? Where else are you gonna cry if you don't cry when you pray when you worship? There is something wrong. There is. You're not holding. You're holding things in, you know. And that's what the Lord was showing me. Like Bernice, you're holding this in. Let it go. Basically, cast your burdens on my upon me, right? And so this might be for somebody, you know. It's not about prayer. Is not about um, doing doing things that is not you. God wants to meet you, you know. He wants He wants you to pick up the phone, not somebody else that's why it's so important to know your prayer language you have to know your prayer your prayer language your 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 pastor cannot be your prayer language your pastor can train you to find your prayer language you know every intercessor has a prayer language they have a way that they pray there are people who pray very you know intensely there are people who pray very softly the people who pray in all different kind of ways but they're praying out of a place of, you know, authenticity, right? A lot of pastors are birthing out prayer warriors so that they can pray like how God has called them to pray, not like how God has called the, the, your teacher to pray because then you're faking it. And God is not about faking. He wants you, he wants to see your heart out. So prayer is basically your heart coming out, your heart being poured out your heart taking position that's prayer 
right? And sometimes people rely on the the feeling of prayer. Like, oh yeah, I feel the presence of the Lord. Have you ever prayed where you, you did not feel anything? That is that is when you you need to really pray. Like when you when you, when you didn't feel anything, people like pray until they feel the presence of the Lord. But 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 it's not about it's not about feeling. It's about communication. It's a two way street. You know, there are times where God will raise me, like God will call me up to pray. And as I'm praying, you know, I'll fall asleep. And that was the will of God for me to fall asleep because he wanted me to, he, he wanted to send me a dream so that I can dream something that he was trying to tell me. And that, and that has happened to me before. And so even if I'm trying to fight it, I can't fight it because he's trying to cause me to fall asleep so he can show me, you know, something that he's trying to show me. And then I'll wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, whoa, Right? Have you, and, and there are times where I wake up and I'm like, oh my goodness, Lord, I don't understand that part of the dream. And then boom, he caused me to fall asleep again. And then he explains that part of the dream in the dream with another dream. And I wake up and I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. I get it. Okay. Okay. You know, or, or even, or, you know, as a, as a seer, like if you have a vision and you're like, mm, I don't really understand why that is that way or why I saw that particular thing. And you ask the Lord, like, what does that one mean? And then he will give you another vision. You're like, oh, okay, I get it. I get it. So it's a conversation, you know? It's a conversation. Whenever you pray, you have to say la, right? You have to say la and hear what the Lord is saying. And we see here, when Hezekiah prayed, there was a Selah moment. He had to wait for the Lord to speak back to him. And many of us, that's what we do. We pray and we get up and we go. And God is like, I'm trying to tell you, you know, I'm trying to answer you. You just, you just spent two hours praying, you know, and you didn't even like take a pause to hear what I'm saying. And many, you know, many times when, when you go depth in prayer, um, you don't have to, you don't have to, um, you don't have to wait to hear the Lord as you're praying. He's talking to you. That's another, another level in prayer. You, you know, when you get there, you know. You know, like I, I love that level of prayer where, where when you're praying, God is showing you things. He's telling you things. I love that part because before that happens, you have to be patient and wait for the Lord to speak to you. And that's that's the thing about growth in prayer, in intercession. That as you're praying, God is talking to you. And that's why, and, and that's why, you know, you have to learn how to wait on wait for the Lord to, 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 to speak to you because you're training your ears to hear the Lord. And so when you get to that level of prayer, of being a prayer warrior or intercessor, you don't have a hard time hearing the Lord because, uh, because you're, you have trained yourself to, to hear the Lord. And so as you're praying, it's easier for you to hear God speak to you. You know, that's why pastors, when they are, they're teaching or, or preaching, they're like, as they are preaching, God is talking to them because they have trained themselves to be able to hear the Lord, even even if they are in ministry or even if they are, are basically ministering a word that they can still hear and speak at the same time, you know. But if you're not there yet, it's okay. We all have gone through the process. Sometimes, you know, when I started off praying to the Lord where I had to sit and wait. I would sit sometimes for like 30 minutes and then I'll, I'll get a vision or I'll hear him say a word or even like, even now, like my feet is on fire. Like I will hear him like, you know, give me a Bible verse or, 
you know, give me a song. But over time, it, it doesn't take a long time. But sometimes, you know, the Lord will te- well, the Lord will like uh, see if you're gonna be patient, you know, and wait and hear him what he has to say. But we see here that you know Hezekiah had to wait for the Lord to speak back to him. And so we see here um, Isaiah 38, 4, it says, And the word of the Lord came to Isaiah, saying, See the thing is, the Lord went back to Isaiah, the prophet, to talk to Hezekiah again. He didn't find somebody else to talk to him. He went to that same prophet that brought him the word. And that's the thing. Sometimes when we hear a word from a prophet that we don't like, we push that prophet away. When the Lord can't, we'll use that same prophet to talk to you again. A lot of times, and I see this a lot in, in households where there is, you know, a prophet that, that is not like a household where a, a, lot, a lot of prophets are not there. You know, when, when the Lord speaks through a prophet in a house and the prophet tell, to tell the family, you guys need to, you know, unveil the family secrets and stop hiding things. Everybody clap back against that prophet, you know. But when that prophet comes and say a word like, oh, yeah, the Lord wants to bless you with more years. Oh, they want to listen to that, right? But they don't, they don't want to listen to the word of God that is not so easy to swallow. So let's see what um, Isaiah the prophet says to Hezekiah. It says, uh, and the word of the Lord came to Isaiah saying, go and tell Hezekiah. Thus says the Lord. The God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your your tears. Surely I will add to your days 15 years. That was a reassurance here, right? That was a reassurance here that God, God has heard, has heard his prayer. Right? God has heard his prayer. And many times the enemy wants you to think that God is not hearing you. No, 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 no. Regardless of what you've done, regardless of what it is, God hears you. Do not ever let the enemy make you think that God has not heard you. He has. I want, I want to break that, that thought off of your mind with this Bible verse. 1 John 5, 14 it says, this is the confidence. Okay? I'm reading from the... Um, I'm going to read from the New King James Version. It says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him, who is him, God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. If you're praying according to the will of God, guess what? He hears you. Okay, so that's the confidence that you need to stand on. Do not let the enemy come and tell you your prayers are not going anywhere. They are going somewhere. God is hearing you. He hears you. And it says, uh, 1 John 5, 15. Let's continue to read that one. It says, And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. So we know that he hears us. So if we know that he he hears us, then whatever we ask, we know that we ask it and he is listening. That we have asked it of him. Right? And we already have asked it from him. So therefore, he, he hears it. Do you know that God has angels that comes and scribe down what you pray about? The first time I ever felt angels around me was in prayer. And that's the thing about prayer. There are levels in prayer. That was not my first time praying that I, I saw angels around me or felt their presence. No. I've been praying for so long until I, I, I finally experienced that. 
I, I sense the angels around me. And I was like, whoa, what are these angels? And like the angels that come and scribe. That's why you have to be careful what you're, what you're saying out of your mouth because they're writing it down. So when, you, when you're telling the Lord, yes, what? I will go here and I'll do this and I'll do this for you. And that, do not think that God has not written it down. He, he has recorded it. So there are angels that come and scribe your prayers because you are that precious to the Lord for him to send angels on your behalf to just write down what you're, you're praying about. We serve the God that collects our tears in a bottle. Don't you think he cares about what you say to him? So do not let the enemy tell you God is not listening to your prayer. That enemy is a liar. We know that Satan is the father of lies and there's no truth in him. So do not listen to what he's saying. God hears you just as the Lord heard Hezekiah's prayer, right? The Lord hears you too. The the Bible says that it says, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Surely I will add to your, your days 15 years. God heard his prayer. God saw his tears. God is looking at everything when you're praying. Your tears, your face, you know, your, your emotions, your reactions. He's listening. He's, he's looking. Okay? And so everything, he, he's, he's, he's listening and he's looking. So we see here that Hezekiah's prayer touched the heart of God. And the Lord said, you know what, my son, I have heard you. I'm going to give you 15 more years on your life. We, we saw the first verse of this message. That he should what? Set his house in order and, and get prepared because he's going, to, he, he, he's going to die. He's not going to live, but he's going to die. And what did Hezekiah do? He turned his face to the wall and he prayed. And that short prayer, that prayer that was very authentic before the Lord. This man was crying and everything. The Lord will say, you know what? It's okay. I'll give you 15 more years. So do not ever think that your prayer does not do something. Just because you, you don't see it right now, God is working on your behalf. And we see at the end of this short passage that Hezekiah got more years on his life. So don't attack the prophet. Don't attack the messenger. But pray to the Lord, just as Hezekiah did. Pray with authenticity. Cry if you have to. However it is that your emotions are at that time, let it out. And when he prayed, guess what? He received. Because the Bible says that we have not because we ask not. I mean, many of us could have just turned around and just cried and hallowed and just be like, oh, woe me. And just be like, okay, well, that's it. But no, Hezekiah was like, no, no, no. I'm going to pray. I'm going to let the Lord know. I want to live. Right? So instead of just laying there and be like, well, that's it. No. Go to the Lord and pray. Because God loves it when we pray. Your prayers are effective. You have effective prayers. So open your mouth. That's what the enemy wants you to do is to close your mouth. Don't close your mouth. 
right? Don't close your mouth. Open your mouth and pray. Whatever the situation is, pray about it. Pray without ceasing. The word of God says, pray every day. So don't let the enemy cause you to be silent. Pray. We don't see Hezekiah here like, oh well. No, Hezekiah turned and prayed to the Lord. So whatever circumstance it is in your life right now, I want you to look to the Lord and pray to the Lord. All right, so we're going to take a break, a song break. I'm going to be playing uh, Tasha Cops song, You Know My Name. Because when you're praying, you have to know that God knows your name. So if he knows your name, he knows your location, right? He knows where you are, just as he knew exactly where Hagar was when she ran away from Sarai because she was basically treating her bad for getting pregnant with her husband when that was the actually the thing that she wanted to do you know what Sarai wanted to have have happen and so they had a rival going on and so she ran away but you know God saw her because she gave she's the only woman in the word of God who gave God a name you are the God that sees me you know and so when you're praying God sees you and he knows your name so I just want us to listen to this song by Tasha Cobbs called You Know My Name. And then we will come back and we will talk about um, things that you've heard that people say that you have to do while you're praying that I, I'm going to give you revelation about. Um, and so basically like, you know, what you're supposed to wear. There are little things out there about what you're supposed to wear before you come before the Lord to pray and all that. So we're going to talk about that as well. So listen to this song and then um, come back and let us finish this Hezekiah moment of um, prayer.
Welcome back. That was a song by Tasha Copps called You Know My Name. So let's go back to our teaching on um, Hezekiah's prayer in Isaiah 38. And what the Holy Spirit is showing me now is Matthew 26, 7. You know, the, the, woman, the woman with the jar of perfume. It says, um, Matthew 26, 7, it says, A woman came. Well, first, I want to read from the beginning. Okay, it says, while Jesus was in Bethany, in the home of Simeon, the leper, he was basically leprous, right? A woman, a woman came to him, having a, an alabaster, alabaster flask of very costly, fragrant oil. And she poured it on his head as he sat at the table. Eight. Disciples saw it, they became angry and complained. And they said... I'm sorry, I'm trying to make sure I'm reading from the right version. And they said, why this waste? Okay. They said, why this waste? Let's take a nine. For this fragrant oil might have been sold for much and given to the poor. Ten. But when Jesus was aware of it, he said to them, why do you trouble the woman? For she has gone, I mean, for she has done a good work for me. For you have for you have the poor with you always, but me you do not have always. For in pouring this fragrant oil on my body, she did it for my burial. Says truly I tell you, assuredly I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the world, in the whole world. What this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. So we see here. Did did it talk about what she's wearing? It was not talking about what she was wearing. We don't see here, um, you know, that she's wearing this or she's wearing that. It was not. None of that was mentioned. That because she was wearing this, so she was wearing that, she could not come and pour the oil, at, you know, over Jesus' body. Jesus was not caring about what she was wearing. The Bible did not talk about it in the specific verses that I read. And so don't put so much emphasis on what you're wearing that you neglect to um, pray when the Holy Spirit is calling you to pray. If the Holy Spirit want you to, um, you know, put on something, like put on an outfit, the Holy Spirit will lead you to go and do it. He will, he will prompt you to do it. He will prompt you to do it. We see here as well in Luke 7, 39. Let's look at that. It says, Now when the Pharisee which had bidden him saw it, he spake within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known would have known who and what manner of this woman 
is that touches him for she is a sinner you know when the woman the woman with the issue of blood touched jesus her outfit was probably soaked in blood but she had a encounter with jesus christ jesus did not look at her like what are you wearing let me make sure that you you're wearing you know this outfit before my glory leaves me and go into you to heal you no and we see here too in Luke 7. Let's look at Luke 7, 36. It says, Then one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him. And he went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat. 37, it says, And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at a table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil. She was a sinner. And I believe she was really like dressed in a way that was not righteous. So let's see. It says, And stood at his feet behind him weeping. And she began to wash his feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil. 39. It says, Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he spoke to himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would know who and what manner of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. 40. And Jesus answered and said to him, Simeon, I have something to say to you. So he said, Teacher, say it. 41. There was a certain creditor who had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. 42. Now when they had nothing with which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more? Simeon answered and said, I suppose the one whom, whom he forgave more. And he said to him, You have rightly judged See, the thing is, they were looking at her appearance. But Jesus was looking at what the woman was doing out of her heart. So I want to let you know that it's not really what you're wearing. You know, you don't have to wear a three-piece suit to go before the Lord. You know, of course, you know, present yourself decently. But sometimes when the Spirit of the Lord comes, you don't have time to be... Putting on all these things, especially when you go to bed and you, you like to be comfortable like me, you know, because maybe, you know, you get very sweaty at night or you get very hot. You don't have time to be putting on all these clothes. Or when you come out of a, a you know, a diabolical dream, you want to go and attack the enemy with your with your prayers. You want to go and debunk and destroy and sever and, and dismantle what you just saw in your dream realm. You don't have time to go and brushing your teeth and washing your face and putting on makeup and, and showering, taking a whole shower. You're wasting time. You need time to you you need to go and destroy the assignment of the enemy when you come out of those type of dreams. And so I want to encourage somebody. I feel like somebody is making it religious. You know, don't do that. If God tell you to dress up, dress up. If he tell you not to do that, don't. Just come to him. Just as you are.
because he wants you. He don't want you. The, he he don't want the fake you. He want you to come to him. And look, when you are an intercessor or a prayer warrior, okay, and you, and I even hear the Lord say, "Come as you are." And 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 you have a dream, or the Lord speaks to you, and the Lord is saying, "I need you to pray for you know." Um, Canada, or pray for California because this person want to do this, right? You don't have time to go into the shower, taking a whole bath. The Lord, the Lord wants you to right now go on your knees and pray and intercede. You know, when God show you a face of somebody, He's trying to tell you to pray for the person. You don't have time to go in and put on a makeup or put on lipstick or go and, and, and do your hair. You know, don't make it so religious. There are times where all I'll do is brush my teeth or sometimes I'll just, because of the type of dream I've had or the type of message that I've received from the Lord, I don't have time to be doing that. I need to go and start to, you know, pray in tongues, right? Then later on, I'll go take a shower. So don't let how you look stop you from praying. Like, brush your, you know, if you need to brush your teeth, brush your teeth, wash your face, wash your face, you know. Um, comb your hair, whatever you need to do. There have been times where I personally, I remember one time I was like, Lord, I would dress up and go on a date with a guy. But for some reason, I've never done that to come before you and pray. Or come before you and spend time with you. And so you know what I did? That day, I took a whole shower. Mm-hmm. I think I even shaved my legs too. <laughs> right? I took a shower. I think I shaved my legs. I put on makeup. I put on lipstick. I wore a nice outfit. And I went and prayed to the Lord. Because I, w- I was letting him know, if I would do this for a man, I'll do this for you too. And that is a personal thing. That is something that the Lord was trying to bring out of me. And that's, you know, a place that I, I was. So I'm not saying go and, you know, do that. But you might you might do something that is maybe opposite of that or something that is between you and the Lord, you know. So don't let people make you think, oh, you have to, you know, wear this type of outfit before you go to the Lord. Let me tell you something. There was a time where I remember, I will never forget this. Um, I remember I was, I was taking a shower. I came out of the shower and I had worship on plane while I was in the shower. I came out of the shower and I literally went into intercession. Like I was praying in tongues. I was trying to put on lotion and I, I could not stop it. When you have that prayer burden just come upon you, you can't stop. I was praying in tongues. I went. I was intercede. I was like, let me just put. I was trying to put on lotion while praying. I was, it was not working out. And so what I did was, I, I I just put on you know something I could just put on. And I would I would say like I was even like oh I would say I was half naked. In front of the Lord praying. The Lord was not looking at what I'm wearing. He was looking at my heart. He was looking at my obedience to to the call to pray. And I prayed for a long time. I laid on the floor. So 
don't let you know. Don't look at oh, what am I wearing? You know what? What, what am I wearing and all that? Like, don't don't put so much emphasis on on the outer appearance because God see your heart. This is a sacred place between you and the Lord. If that was the case, then many of us would not be worthy to pray. Because there have been times where I've prayed on my bed. And I'm not wearing, you know, things that I should, like, I'm basically wearing a t-shirt. You know, it's not about what you're wearing. It's about your heart. It's about you flowing with the Holy Spirit. So don't put so much emphasis on what you're wearing. You know, you don't have to put on all these there's so many I've, I've like there's so many things that people say you know before you come before the lord you have to you know cover your head from your head to your head down to your feet you know you have to wear this on your feet and all, you know no it's not about that ask the lord if you if you're confused ask god what do you want me to wear to come before you there are times where i wear my shorts and a, a tank top or a um a shirt and go and pray. There are times where I, I want to wear like a sweater to cover up. Right? It's all, you, you just have to feel what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do at that time. But I, I, I feel like many people cannot pray because they put so much emphasis on how, I, how I'm supposed to, like, am I supposed to sit down? Am I supposed to stand up? Am I supposed to lay down? Let the Holy Spirit show you what to do. There, there are times where I've been, to, I've, I've went to the, I've went to the Lord and like to pray and worship. Where I had on a tank top and a, and, a, and pants, and I didn't feel right having having on a tank top. So what I went to do was I, I went and took a sweater and I, I covered myself. There are times where I've, I've had you know a shirt on or a tank top on, and I prayed in the morning, you know. So. Don't put so much emphasis on what I don't know why I'm talking about this, but don't put so much emphasis on, emphasis on on what you you look like. If you don't if you don't know what to wear, just ask the Lord. But the Lord wants you to come before Him, and over time He will tell you what to wear. You know to come before Him, right? And we all need to get there. You know, it's not a race, but it's a process. It's a journey. Prayer is a journey. Don't think that, you know, somebody who prays very, more profound or very, um, deep, that God hears them more than he hears you. No, he hears all of us. It's just that they are at another level. Like I used to pray where I did not pray in tongues when I was not filled. But I still pray, but it's, the, the Lord still heard me. On this podcast, there are times where I've prayed in tongues only. And there are times where I prayed in English. And I do that how the Holy Spirit led, leads me. You know, um, and, and that's the thing about when it comes to um, tongues, praying in tongues. There is tongues when you pray by yourself with the Lord. And then there's corporate tongues. The Holy Spirit will lead you. There are times where, you know, privately, I'm, I pray in tongues, you know, for so many, many, many hours. You know, many, many, many times I'm praying in tongues. But the moment I have to, like, minister in prayer and I go somewhere to pray, sometimes the Lord will not cause me to stop praying in tongues immediately. 
I'll stop praying in English for some time, and then the Holy Spirit will take over, and then I'll start to pray in tongues. But you know, there are some churches where they don't pray in tongues, so I have to be, um, I have to be respectful of that. Um, and so, I have to like pray in tongues without the the microphone next to my mouth, because the, and and that's a lot of like Baptist churches that they don't really believe in praying in tongues, you know, publicly. I really don't think that's um, biblical because I really think that tongues is the Holy Spirit inspired. There's corporate tongues and there is, you know, um, private tongues. So, of course, I have to be, you know, respectful of the house. But you have to just, there are times where you, you pray in tongues and there are times where you pray in English. And that's okay, you know. It's, it's getting to a place where you flow with the Holy Spirit. You flow. You know, m- majority of the time, I don't know what I'm going to pray about when I'm praying for somebody. But then, you know, there's prophetic prayer. You can prophetically pray for somebody, especially if you're a prophet, right? Um, and so I'll just start praying and the Holy Spirit will take over. And then I'll, I'll start to, like, see things about a person or I'll start to pray and, and I'll hear the Lord give me my Bible verses and and, and, and words of the Bible and things about the person. So prayer is not a, it's not a rehearsal. Like you don't rehearse to go and pray because that's that's basically being a Pharisee, right? They just want to repeat things and make their voice be known in the street. Prayer is really just being in tune with the Holy Spirit. What the Holy Spirit tells you to pray is what you pray. And that's the thing. That's where you grow to hear the Holy Spirit. That's where you grow to be, um, to allow the Holy Spirit to be your teacher. The Holy Spirit taught me how to pray. Nobody, nobody taught me how to pray. You know, yeah, I, I learned, you know, the principle of prayers from church. But like how I am now, how I pray now, the Holy Spirit did that. He did. And he's still doing it. He's still stretching me. You can never outpray yourself or outpray outpray prayer. You can never outpray a prayer. I don't know how to say that. But I want I want to encourage you to pray how you pray. I think that many people have started to like mimic mimic uh like a lot of um well-known preachers and pastors and apostles and prophets and how they pray. But I, it, it doesn't sit well with me because I'm like, you're not being yourself, you know. Be yourself in prayer. The Lord hears it. I mean, look at it. If Hezekiah went and started to pray, pretend pray, <laughs> pray like somebody else, even if he prayed like Isaiah the prophet, do you think God will, God will um, really hear his heart, you know? Because he, he would not be praying from his heart. So pray from your heart if it's in his will. Remember Abraham's prayer for Sodom? He was like, oh, if I find, you know, 50 righteous people, you know. He said, you know, he, 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 he began asking for the city to be spared. And then he's like, if there, are, if there are but 50 righteous who are in it, you know, then he boldly prays and like, far be it from thee to do such a thing, to slay the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous fare as the wicked. Far be it from thee. So Abraham, Abraham is like, Lord, what if the, if, can you just like spare 20, 20, you know? 
I want us all to get to that point where, where we are like a friend to the Lord. We are his friend. Because you can really come to your friend and be like, if your friend is trying to tell you, you know, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to take my car back from you because I need my car. You're going to negotiate with your friend like, um, you know, I have to go to work for like a week and I have a big project. Can I, can I just have it for one more week? That is the type of relationship we need to have with the Lord where we can, you know, talk to him and, and ask him, Lord, can you, can you, um, you know, help me with this? Because God will want to help you with, with what you need. And I'm like, the Lord just answered my, my internal thoughts before I even opened open my mouth and prayed about it. Have you ever had that moment where God just answered your thoughts? And that's the thing. We have to get to that place with the Lord where he just answers us. Even before we have a need. You know, and that's with relationship. Prayer is relationship. It's relationship. So if you're somebody that prays and people are like, oh, you're doing the most. Keep doing the most. <laughs> Tell them, Bernice said, keep doing the most. <laughs> I'm joking. But no, keep doing the most. If that's how you pray, pray. If you pray very, you know, very quietly or if you pray very softly, pray softly. However you pray, don't let people stop you from how you pray. I pray shout. In my apartment, listen, the people, I I had people report to the front office that there's a noise coming out of my apartment. That was like when I first got here, you know, people were like, reporting and they send me an email they're like um they're saying that you're making noise like you're 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 really you're speaking very loud they didn't know i went into a prayer and i went into another level in prayer that i was you know i'm a a loud prayer i get to that point where i'm i start to scream (laughs) you know and i can't help it because that's the type of prayer warrior that i am you know but over that time, I prayed to the Lord. I'm like, okay, God, help me to not scream so much so that I don't disturb other people. You know, when I'm up at 3 a.m. praying, you know. And so the Lord helped me to, to do that. To, he, he gave me another place in my, in my apartment that I can pray so I don't make so much noise, you know. So however you pray, if you pray and people say you're doing the most, do the most. That's you. That's how you converse with the Lord. There are times where I pray for people are like, wow, you, you are really like doing the most. I'm like, that's, that's how I feel right now, to do the most, <laughs> you know? And that basically means that you're really praying intensely. You know, Jesus prayed until he had sweat. His sweat was what? Blood. That was the most. I've never prayed that I sweated blood. Have you? If you have, please email me and let me know because I need to hear the story <laughs> you know Jesus prayed until he sweat blood I have not done the most yet until I start to I start to sweat blood then yeah I would say I'm doing the most <laughs> so I hope you were blessed today and I hope that you take time to pray if you are somebody that's new to prayer I want you to um, look in the book of Psalms David wrote Psalms, and Psalms has so many profound, amazing prayers. I like David's prayers in Psalms before because David was an authentic person.
person in Psalms. There were times where he was glorifying the Lord. And there were times where he was, he was cursing the day he was born. His emotions were shown in his prayer. In his prayers in the book of Psalms. How he felt is how he... Basically, when you read it, you will know. You were like, wow, this, this man really let his heart out. And that is a great example of how to pray. So if you don't know what to pray about, the book of Psalms has so many amazing prayers that you can pray from. Psalms 91, Psalms 23, Psalms 3, Psalms 5. Even David prayed Psalms 35, which is basically a prayer against his enemies. So... Look in the book of Psalms. If you're somebody that wants to receive Christ, you have lived your life and you have done it your way. And you're like, you know, I did pray one time and the Lord heard me and he answered me. I want to get to know him on a deeper level. I want to get to know him in a relationship. Bernice, you're talking about how God wants us to be a friend to him. I want to get to be a friend of God, a friend of Jesus, a friend to the Holy Spirit. How do I do that? Well, you asked an amazing question. You can pray the salvation prayer with me. And basically meaning that, you know, you're praying that the Lord will take over and help you walk a righteous life. That all the things that you've done, whatever it is, you know, I don't know. God knows. But guess what? The best part. He has forgiven you of all of it. Yep. Every single one of it. It is as far as the east as it is to the west he does not remember it anymore and so you don't have to remember it anymore when you pray this prayer god forgives all your sins why because jesus came down on this earth he laid down his life for you and i he bled on the cross for you and i and our sins are wiped away And so if you are in a repentant stage and you want to repent and give your life to Christ, I want you to repeat after me. Dear Jesus. So say after me, dear Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I am sorry for my sins. I believe that you died to pay the punishment for my sins. Please forgive me. I receive your forgiveness. And I know that you raised that you raised up on the third day and now you are sitting at the right hand side of God please be the Lord of my life I receive you as the Lord of my life from this day going forward in Jesus name amen so if you have prayed this you have prayed the salvation prayer and you have given your life to the lord it's a journey it's not just a prayer but it's a journey this is the first stage of it and so if you if you're not part of a bible-based church get you a, a a place that you can fellowship with christians that are like you find a good bible-based church holy spirit filled church And go and learn about who God is, who Jesus is, and also about who God has made you to be. You will meet amazing people in the church. You get to use your gift for the glory of the Lord and your talent. And you will meet amazing people. The most greatest people I've ever met are those that I met in church. I'm a church girl, so I've met a lot of people in church. And also, get you a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, find you one. You know, um, 
the Walmart has Bibles, Target. You can go to, you know, Bible stores. You can order some from Amazon. I like New King James Version. If you're new to Christianity, getting the King James Version might be a little hard for you to comprehend. But I would say get the New King James Version or the NIV Version. But for me personally, the New King James Version is the best. And then you can, you know, start reading the Word of God. You can start from John or Ephesians. But you can start from John and read from there. But if you have any questions, you can email me. My my email address is sistersofruthministry at yahoo.com. Sistersofruthministry at yahoo.com. So email me and let me know if you have any questions. If you need somebody to help you find a church, I'll be more than happy to help you find a church in your area. You know, I'll pray for you. I'm praying for you right now. God, I pray that. Everyone that prayed the salvation prayer, I ask you, Lord, that you will open up a church for them. Lead them to the right church that you want them to go at, God, and be a, a member and a, a um, part of the community of Jesus Christ. I pray that, Lord, you will lead them friends in the church, God, friends that will come and embrace them and love on them and help them learn about you, God, and give them reassurance And give them peace and give them joy, God. And lead them to you, Jesus, because you are our joy. You are our peace. You are our love. You are our everything. And so I pray that, Lord, as they walk in this season of getting to know you, getting to know the word of God, just being able to walk in this new salvation uh, that they have embraced into their life, the, 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 the life that you have planned for them, that they will continue to walk the righteous life, the narrow road, God. I pray that you will surround them with good community because community is so important. Surround them with amazing community, God, that will feed the, the seed that you planted in them today, that they will grow and sprout up like a beautiful tree and bear good fruit, God. And so I thank you for my sister and my brother that has made the bold an amazing decision today to follow you. And I pray that, Lord, you will bless their pathway and lead them in the right places that you have ordained for them. And it's in the name of Jesus I do pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this blessed you, please subscribe and share this with your family, your friends, and whoever that you need to share with. Maybe your coworker that needs to hear about prayer. You can share it as well. I love you all so much. I have a uh, a podcast about the love of God. What is love? And I want you to listen to that. If you're somebody that just um, prayed a salvation prayer, listen to what love is because love is from the Lord. And you will learn about the love of God for your life, for you personally, because God is love. So I hope that you have a lovely rest of your week. Enjoy your week and make sure that you go to the throne of grace Pray the Lord is always listening to you because he loves you so much. Thank you for listening to Mimi's message. And I'll, I'll see you guys or I'll speak to you guys next week. Love you all so much. Father, this is the generation of them that will seek your face. And Father, we didn't come tonight for flesh to get any glory. 
But we came tonight from you, God, to magnify the name of our Father. So, Father, tonight we don't extend to you our hand, but we extend to you our lives to come now and uh, purify our hearts. And uh, in an atmosphere like this, uh, let the revival of holiness take place tonight, God. Uh, we need a fresh fire tonight, God. Uh, come now, Holy Spirit, and uh, captivate our hearts and uh, captivate our minds and uh, let fire from heaven begin to fall uh, and Consume everything that does not look like you. Spirit of the living God, we give you permission tonight to fill us with your power. We command the glory of the Lord to begin to descend and begin to fill this room. And we command the heavens to open and the angels of the Lord to begin to ascend and descend and bring the glory of the Lord in this room. That healing will take place and deliverance will take place. Manifest your power tonight, oh God. Send your fire. Send your fire, send your fire, send your fire, Lion of Judah, roar in this place, Lion of Judah, roar in this place, by your power and your might, we receive you tonight, Father. This is an atmosphere where your sons and your daughters come tonight to receive from you. Let the power of God begin to fill this room. Come on and let a desperate cry be released. Father, we're hungry tonight. We're desperate tonight. Send your rain tonight. Send your rain tonight. Come on, do I have any worshipers in the building tonight? We're returning to the heart of worship where it has nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with me. But everything to do with you. I call you Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Shalom. I call you my healer. I call you my deliverer. I call you my strong tower. I call you my way maker. I call you the wheel in the middle of the wheel. I call you Almighty God. I call you Abba Father. You are not a God that is deaf, but you can hear. You are not a statue that can't feel, but you you are not a God that does not respond. But tonight, I call upon the God that answers by fire to come and sweep through this sanctuary and let the glory of the Lord be. Come on. Come on. Shabbat Shalom. Come on. Release your glory. Release. Your glory is tonight. Release your glory tonight. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Father, this atmosphere has been prepared for you to come and wreck us tonight. 
wreck us tonight. We didn't come to watch a show tonight. But we came to lay before the presence of the living God. Our God is not dead. But tonight I declare that he's alive in this place. He's alive in this place. And he's moving by his power and by his might. Do your work in us tonight, Father. Do your work in me tonight, Father. Strip us in your presence, Father. Strip us in your presence, Father, that we may look just like you. We surrender. Have your way. Almighty God, is there anybody in the room that just wants him to have his way? I just want you to have your way. I came in here with some stuff on me tonight, but I want you to have your way in me. Is my heart I build an altar here lifted arms right on this altar
Consuming fire, consuming fire Consuming fire Oh, Father, consume me You can use me Breathe life into me Here on this altar Father, consume me You can use me Breathe life into me Here on this altar So Father, consume me You can use me Breathe life into me Here on this altar And Father, consume me Here on this altar, I lift up my hand. Here on this altar, I lift up my hand. Here on this altar, and I yield my heart. Here on this altar, I yield my Oh, use my 
invite everyone who's willing and everyone who's able to find a space for like both of your knees here if you're able let's find a space to kneel And so I hope that you are blessed today. I hope that this really opened your heart and your mind to what prayer is. This was just the beginning uh, part of this series of prayer. But I was reading this verse and I was like, wow, that is so profound. How he got a death sentence, basically. And he literally, his prayer changed the heart of God. His prayer changed the mind of God. Can your prayer change? Do you have such a relationship with God? You know, just as Abraham, that your prayer can really change the heart of God. You know, like you can have a conversation with the Lord where you can be like, Lord, if I find this amount of people, this amount of righteous people, you know, in this land, can you spare this place? You know, if this Lord can, you know, can you tell the Lord, do you, do you remember I have walked blameless before you? You know, can you, can you please help me, Lord? Can you pray through your heart and the Lord will just hear? Because the Bible says that delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you what? The desires of your heart. There are many times where, you know, people have said, oh, I, I prayed in my heart about this and the Lord did it. And there are times where you, you get into prayer where you don't even like, you, you just think about it. And then you wake up and then voila, the Lord has already answered your prayer before you even had a prayer. Now, that's another level of, you know, relationship with the Lord. Because the Lord is listening to your heart. 